Welcome to Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. I'm Anthony Kent, and it's a real pleasure to welcome you to today's program. Ministry in Motion is where we explore how to improve your ministry, whether you're a pastor, an elder, or a local leader in a church. And we're just delighted that you've joined us. I'm excited about our guest today. We have with us Pastor Lowell Cooper. Welcome, Lowell. We're so Thank pleased you very that much. You, you, You've joined us. Now, Lowell, our topic today is leadership, building trust. It's an imperative, isn't it? Yes, building I trust. believe it is. Yeah. Now, as a general vice president of the World Church of Seventh-day Adventist, you've had a, a rich experience in terms of leadership. Just share with us a little about your, your leadership experience. Well, thank you. When I left the classroom of the schools, mm -hmm. I entered the classroom of life. And the first classroom was as a pastor in uh, northern Alberta in Canada. I'm from Canada. Right. And uh, we spent some time there pastoring churches and then to the conference office for departmental leadership. Right. And from there, we were invited to go overseas to Pakistan. Wow. Okay. And from Pakistan to India, we spent uh, almost 17 years of our lives in uh, Pakistan and India. So cross-cultural leadership. Oh, that was, that was very fascinating. Yes. Uh, it was hard learning some of those things, but uh, it's a very valuable uh, experience in life. Yeah. And from India? We, came, we were called here to the General Conference. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. And you've been in yeah, leadership of the World Church since then, obviously. Well, yes. yes. Aspects of it. Yes. It's, it's a huge church. Yeah. A big organization, mm. and uh, I serve in a small part of it, I suppose. Well, and a valuable part. Thank Thanks. you. Yeah. So, trust. How would you define trust, Lol? Perhaps by using other words, mm -hmm. uh, confidence, an estimate of reliability or predictability, uh, about how people will act or how things will act. Mm -hmm. uh, I think trust is something that we operate with so unconsciously in, in all areas of life. Mm. And it's when trust misfires that we suddenly discover there's something wrong here. Yeah, yeah. You know, I trust that when I go to the post office and put a stamp on an envelope, that the system is going to deliver that envelope to the place I wanted it to go. It's wholly on trust. Mm. Yeah. When I go to the market to buy something, I trust that what is inside the package, which I haven't opened when I purchase it, when I get home, what's inside is going to be what's advertised on the outside. Mm. Yeah. So There is trust in all around us, isn't it? So let's, let's link trust now to leadership. How, what's the interplay there? How does that combine with leadership? Well, I think trust in leadership really depends on two things. Competence on the one hand and character on the other. There's okay. a blending of the two. And maybe I'd give you an illustration sure, of sure. the difference between or, or how the two must intersect in yeah. order to uh, result in effective leadership. Mm -hmm. uh, let's say that um, I, I know a mechanic 
who is good at use of power tools, can fix anything on my car and whatever, and is really a very good person, a trustworthy person. Can I get his phone number? When you well, yeah. I don't go to that person when I have something wrong with my tooth. Okay, yeah. You see? The person has good character, mm. but it's an issue of competency. Mm. So trust is built partly on competency, but the other part is there has to be character that goes with it. Mm. Because whether it's an auto mechanic or a dentist, if it's a person that I have learned by some other sources of information, if, I, if I've learned that that person is untrustworthy, dishonest, uh, misrepresents things, I, there's no way, yeah. there's no way I'm engaged with that kind mm. of a person. Leadership is like that. Mm -hmm. if, if we're going to have influence in the lives uh, of other people and in the, li in, in the processes of an organization, there needs to be a combination of character and competence. Mm. The two go together yeah. in order to, to uh, provide an opportunity for leadership. Yeah, and if one is missing, the, the other is also invaluable, isn't it? They've, they've, they've both got to be there together. The, the other is rendered useless, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, and I think one of the dangers that uh, that we face maybe in the world today, maybe we have done it for a long time, is that we emphasize the skills and techniques, the competency part of leadership without a comparable emphasis on the character part mm, of mm, leadership. Yeah. Uh, if, 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 we, if we spend all of our time developing over here, yeah. but don't pay attention to this, okay. the absence of this or the weakness of this mm. will undermine our competency. Yeah. The competency will be meaningless. Lowell, what I'd love to explore with you is how, to, how a leader can build that trust. And straight after the break, we'll come back and we'll explore that with you. All right. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more of Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is building trust in leadership. Our guest, Pastor Lowell Cooper. Lowell, how can a leader build trust? I think when a leader approaches the question of building trust, it's important to remember there are two kinds of trust that mm -hmm. a person has to think of. One is building personal trust. That is, am I a trustworthy person? Can people trust me? Uh, uh, the other kind of trust is organizational trust because leaders operate within organizational systems. Mm -hmm. And it's not sufficient uh, for a leader just to think, well, I'm going to be a trustworthy person, but it doesn't matter what kind of organization I'm operating in. So the mm -hmm. second kind of trust that, that we can talk about maybe in a few moments is how to, how to build organizational trust. Right. But you've asked how, how to build trust. I think the first part is to build personal trust. Mm. It deals with what kind of person am I going to be in my relationships with others. And really, you know, the, the steps to build trust are really quite simple mm -hmm. when you think about them. Yeah. One of the best is to listen, mm. to learn to listen carefully. Mm. Many times leaders are, 
are, are people who need to express views and opinions and decisions. And while other people are talking, we're using that opportunity to think of our rebuttal or our response or how to turn a conversation or, or to advance an argument. But careful listening, demonstrating that I am really paying attention to what another person is saying is one of the ways of building trust. And it builds dignity in the person that we're working with and the people that we're leading. It leads, it leads to another item in building trust. That is mm. the affirmation of another person. Mm. Uh, another way of building trust is that I would not exploit the weakness uh, of somebody else. When we have the opportunity, we, we don't exactly. take that We don't belittle. We don't yeah. make fun of. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I think of, there are so many Bible stories that have trust at play in the outworking of events. Mm. Uh, I, I think of the Apostle Paul, you know, who, who had some real challenges in life, was often criticized in his role of, of leadership and ministry. I think it's in 2 Corinthians 6, 3, he says, we try to live in such a way that nobody will find fault and miss finding the Lord because of us. Wow. I think that's, a, that's an underlying statement of a leadership a, a, a leader's orientation to the life of leadership. Mm. I live in such a way that others will not be misled or misunderstand. It's an enormous responsibility, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. I, I think uh, other ways that we build trust would be to have, you know, principle-based decisions in moments of crisis, to, to keep promises. I mean, as simple as that. Yeah. And leaders are often in a position where they need to make statements about uh, what the future will be like. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's, uh, it's very tempting to, to make grandiose promises and then not to keep them. Yeah. Those kinds of things undermine trust. And even simple promises, aren't they? Like time commitments and uh, what happens at certain events and planning and so forth. I'm sure these have an impact. Absolutely. On just the smallest things, you know, that we just uh, deal with uh, in such a casual way yeah. can be very important indicators to another person as to whether or not I'm a trustworthy person. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I think another way of building trust is to make sure that I'm advancing my, my learning and my skill sets for my job responsibilities. Because we've said that trust is a, com a combination, the, the collusion, you might mm -hmm, say, mm -hmm. of character and competence. Yes. So I can't just be thinking about, well, I'm gonna learn to listen, mm -hmm. but I must be building my competency yeah. as well. Yeah, and that's, that's a challenge, isn't it? For pastors to continue growing and rather than allowing their ministries to plateau. But of course, trust is growing. Yes. And, and continuing in that, that competency that you've, you've explained. But yeah. these two things have to go uh, simultaneously. They may not proceed at the same rate. Mm -hmm. You know, one may grow faster than the other for a while, but they, they both need to be advancing. Yes. The, the perception that I have a character of high moral values and ethical conduct yeah. and that I am competent in the leadership roles that have been entrusted to me. Yeah, and consistently demonstrating that as well. I imagine that's important. Yes, the, in fact, that's what excellence is. 
It's competence and character and consistent results. Mm -hmm. You can predict. Yeah. You know, when a person has, has reached a point of excellence, you can predict that the quality of results will always be of a very high standard. And there's some Bible examples, aren't there, of people that seem to, at various times, demonstrate trust, but at other times... I'm fascinated by stories in Scripture about trust and uh, the misplacement of mm. trust, the misuse of trust. I think of the stories of Jacob, you know, I mean, just throughout his life and uh, his uncle Laban and then his sons later in life. Uh, yeah. There's a whole tragedy that can be traced there about the misuse of trust. Well, even Jacob, he seemed to have the d disadvantage of the very meaning of his name. Yes, uh, I suppose he lived up to it. Yeah, his name, of course, means deceiver. Mm -hmm. uh, to, to try and build a trust with a name like that, I guess that's a message in itself. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So, Lyle, how else can, we, can a leader build trust? I think one of the ways we build trust in relationships with people and issues um, because so often a leader's time is spent in groups and in, in dialogue and in reasoning, is that, we, is that a leader tries his or her best to use objectivity and reasoning rather than emotion mm -hmm. in reaching and expressing decisions. There, there may be something that I am, I'm very much against emotionally, but in order to deal with an issue as a leader, I, I need to demonstrate that I, I, I am able to look at a thing objectively. I can listen to some other arguments. I may not change my mind, but I can listen to other arguments. I can be open to, uh, it gets back to the matter of careful listening. Mm -hmm. I'm open to hear yes. what somebody else says and the views that someone else brings to an issue. Mm -hmm. I am really able to see things from their point of view, mm. though I may not agree. Yeah, and remaining objective about it, mm -hmm. and then I guess retaining that objectivity so that the leader is not manipulative yes. and, and using emotion to right. control. Yeah. I, I, I think another way is to be transparent mm -hmm. uh, in, in, my, in my speech, in my communication. Yeah. Uh, not to say one thing uh, but mean another, mm -hmm. uh, to give people an opportunity to misunderstand. Yeah. Um, and I think it's inevitable that a leader at some stage makes a mistake or an error. Oh, we're all good at that. Ah, telling me. <laughs> yeah. And so admitting an error, mm -hmm. uh, admitting an error, recognizing a weakness yeah. is, is a huge boost to yeah. the building of trust. Yeah. Other people begin to realize that the leader recognizes his or her humanity. Yes, of course, yeah. Thanks so much. Now, we, we know that leaders aren't leaders in isolation, they're leaders in communities. Right. And we're, we're really pleased, because after the break, we're going to come back and look at how a leader builds the trust of that community in which they're That's a leader. That's so important. Yeah. So stay right with us. We'll be right back of more of Ministry in Motion.
Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is Building Trust, a Leadership Imperative. And our special guest is Pastor Lowell Cooper. Now, Lowell, we were looking before at how an individual leader builds trust. Mm -hmm. But a leader isn't a leader in isolation. They belong to a community or an organisation. And so it's important that a leader actually builds the trust of that organisation. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Every, every person in leadership has to recognize that the trust building essential in leadership is not just uh, focused, focusing on how I build trust in myself or mm. how you build trust. Yeah. But we are involved in an organizational life. We're involved in, in uh, working in groups and, and in systems. Community. And, so forth. and yeah. community, yes, indeed. Yeah. So we need, to th we need to also focus on how can a person help to build trust in that community's processes. Yes. You know, uh, we would expect church members to trust not only the leaders, but the church. Mm. That its systems are sound, its processes are fair, that its promises and its statements will be carried out. Mm. Unpack that a little for us. What, what are some specific areas that a, a leader should particularly identify as important to, to building trust in? I think one of the first things that uh, people need to be aware of today in leadership is to make sure they establish the legitimacy of structure. Mm -hmm. Because there is so much mistrust on well, maybe I can say that you hear it when you, when you hear people say, you know, all we have is, is this, this huge organization that is consuming resources. You, you hear that in all kinds of organizations. I'm not yes. just talking about the church. Exactly. You know, we have too much government structure. Mm -hmm. We have mm -hmm. too much church structure. We have too much institutional structure. So I think leaders need to be taking a look and how they justify structure mm -hmm. and make sure that it is accomplishing mission. Yeah. Yeah. Without that, structure is going to erode the trust mm. of the membership or of the community. Yeah. Now that has a financial implication, doesn't it? Huge. Yeah. Huge because the resources, you know, a lot of resources that are applied and intended are, are assembled for mission mm. can, in the minds of people who don't trust structure, be seen as consumed yes. and just wasted yes. in structure. Yeah. So let's just explore a little further how a leader does build trust in the organization. What would you suggest? Well, I, I, I think that it's, it's leaders working together. Mm -hmm. um, Another thing I, I would say is important is that we demonstrate on our decision-making bodies that the membership of decision-making bodies is based on a competency-based membership. It's not this that we close our eyes and choose, you're a member, you're a member, you're a member, now let's form this board or executive committee. Instead, yeah. when, we, when we appoint or elect decision-making uh, groups, we elect not only on the basis of representation, that's a very important principle mm -hmm. in our organization, but we also elect on the basis of skill and expertise 
to the kinds of responsibility that the group must bear. Mm, yeah. And even what about picking people for boards and, and so forth that may agree with a certain view of, say, a group within the organization? Can that be tolerated? No, I think I, 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 I would say absolutely not, but maybe that's a little bit strong. <laughs> for uh, what we're talking about here today. We're wanting to build trust. And I think that means we, we deliberately, we are proactive in making sure that the voices, the opinions, the perspectives that are in the community have an opportunity to be heard and expressed. A leader has to be able to see the whole community, not just that segment of community with which he may most identify. Mm. A leader has to be able to hear mm. the whole community. Yeah, yeah. We have a, a saying in, in some uh, areas of the world where a government is only as good as the opposition. And it is mm -hmm. difficult at times to hear a dissenting voice, mm. but at times it can strengthen the leadership and build trust in the organization that a dissenting voice can be heard. I think there's plenty of research in, in uh, business organizations that the boards of companies, when the board processes are the most contentious, mm. we're not saying they're destructive, but they're contentious because there's, there's a possibility for ideas to be challenged, assumptions to be questioned, opinions to be expressed, differing views to be brought to the table. Yeah. It's in those situations where you get the best decisions. Right, okay. Lyle, well, our time is quickly going. We've got about 20 or 30 seconds left. Wow. Is there some bullet points that you'd like to make just quickly as we conclude? I think another thing of, of, of building uh, organizational trust is that uh, an organization has reasonable objectives that it has timely reporting to its mm -hmm. community, mm -hmm. that there are internal controls, and I think for the sake of the, uh, of the church, that uh, because we are a worldwide body, it's important that we have a global and independent financial oversight system because I want to know and the members in the church want to know that when they give tithes or offering, it's going to be used the way we say it will Yes, yes, valuable insights. Lowell, thanks so much for coming on and thanks for your wonderful contribution. It's been a privilege. Thank you yeah. very much. We're delighted that you've joined us for another program of Ministry in Motion. And we'd like to invite you to visit our website, ministryinmotion.tv. And there you'll find a very special offer. If you're a pastor enjoying Ministry in Motion, you may be eligible to receive a complimentary subscription to Ministry Magazine. Ministry Magazine is a, a professional practical journal on ministry. It's been around since 1928. It's, it's currently being received in pastors in over 200 countries around the world. Write to us at our email address, feedback at ministryinmotion.tv. Tell us about your church, what you do, your ministry and so forth. If you're a volunteer or an elder in your local church, we have resources for you on our website as well. We're so pleased that you've joined us for this program of Ministry in Motion. Join us next time. But until then, may God bless you.